Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. You will know a downgrade in mic quality from the live in-person sessions to my mic at home to my travel mic. Uh, so we're on the road here. Mickey is in. Well, I'm back in Bangor now for the first time in a week. There you go. So he's got good sound quality and I probably have the worst ever. So hopefully we're sounding okay to somewhat degree. Mickey can let me know anyway. But Yeah, it doesn't we'll sound too uh, bad. It doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all is good. All is great. You might hear the the mosque outside. They're singing every like hour to it here because it's Ramadan, or yeah. they're like doing the prayer outside. The, so it is quite loud at times. So I apologize if you hear anything, or if my fire alarm goes off, it was going off all day for some reason. Wasn't my cooking because I've been cooking fuck all up and getting meal prep. And that is about the height of it. So we, Mickey, you want to fill it? Tony's fill it Tony's bare chested, by the way, guys. Oh, it's a beautiful sign here. I'm just after my nicest feet of the day, so I'm absolutely. Well, what is the ni- what is the nicest feet of the day? I have two really nice feeds. Uh, one, my my main feed at home is uh, oats with carrot cake, with yeah. dark chocolate peanut butter and strawberries. That at home is my absolute go to. Out here, the way is not the same. Uh, it's hard to get that sort of flavor. So my actual favorite meal is a is a prawn meal out here. Uh, I get it made. It's like a meal prep company. Prawns in Chipotle, like seasoning. Yeah. Uh, butternut squash, uh, zucchini noodles, red and white onion, a little bit of carrot, a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of cucumber. Very good. Uh, yeah, there's about nine, nine or ten veg. I think sounds I very fresh. It. Sounds very fresh. Like it sounds like a, a nice, you know, a nice fresh meal. We 100 grams of potatoes in there for carbs, which is fuck all. But that is enough to take me over the line. Butternut squash is the goat if you're that. Butternut uh, squash? So very, very good. It's like a, it, it feels great in sweet potato, but it's a good bit lighter. Uh, is it carby? But it's got carbs, but not major. It's all counted for like. Uh, but yeah, that's probably my biggest meal. So that's why I probably look forward to it. And then that's probably it. Everything else out here, food wise, like. Don't get me wrong. It's it's like everything. There's pros and there's cons. Like I do think the like the prawns out here are unreal. Yeah. Uh, the mint here, the way they do it, it's unreal. But I just feel like unless you're in the UK, chicken is just not the same. It, it feels like I know all the stuff back home's pumped, but out here it just feels like oh, it just doesn't feel. Right oh, I love ch- yeah. Chicken in America's fucking dung as well. It's- yeah, sure. They're not like pig out here. Like they don't eat pig. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you can get it in spinnies, but like it's the one animal they don't eat out here. For anybody that doesn't know, it's because it babes in some shite. I only learned that like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Makes but that, that's good. That's good. And the big the big push is on, Tony. The big push is on. It's fucking working well. Being out here, Ramadan's on, so nobody is eating at all during <laughs> the day. So it's absolutely delightful for me. <laughs> is Ramadan yeah. not end? Like next this week? No, next week. Oh, it ends next Saturday or Sunday, but I'm home for pick week. But Eftar uh, starts at half six, which is like pretty much where they just go and gorge themselves uh, yeah. after the fast. But, but fuck me, me and Connor were sitting on the beach so the other day, and I didn't know how you know what's like time. I thought people just go you know it's half six. The alarm thing was off. Me. It's fucking like a cannon. I thought it was a terrorist. Attack. Yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. Me. Did you not know that? No. I didn't. I knew there was a noise, but I thought it'd be like a, like a, I didn't think it, it actually sounded like a bomb. Like me and Colin shit ourselves. Uh, I hadn't heard it that close before. Uh, it's like it a big. So it's like cool. a big. It's a big. Like I don't know what the fuck it is. It's 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 not an actual. I don't know if it's an actual cannon, but it's like a big siren, a big like boom. It's like a big it's sonic like a boom. Ah. Like yeah. No, I've been out there before. It goes on. It is. It is quite scary. 
Um, I love it I when I love it when when it's you know when it's a prayer time, and the yeah. they, they put off the way you know the noises and all. I think it's class. I I just I think it's a real. This, I don't know. There's something a real cool vibe to it when when you're driving. Like Ultra, really respectful. I love the fact like people pull over off the motorway yeah. and get out in their prayer man. Actually, prayer like I'm like that is fucking. I love I love the fact that they're so into the faith that it's 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 that it's non-negotiable. The guy was in a taxi when it happened, and the guy asked me, "Would it be okay if he pulled over?" And I was like, "I oh, yeah, fucking work work away, man. It's fucking grand." How long was it? Oh no, it's not. It's only three or four minutes. Like it's not. Like it's not long. That mosque, fuck me. Whenever I wake, like the not every night, but sometimes they go on at four in the morning or something. Oh my god! So when you wake up, to it, it's like fuck their belt, and like it's fucking loud. But oh, because you're very close. You're very close to a mosque, aren't you? I'm fucking right next to one in the marina. Yeah, they're they're. To be honest, you. They're not a million miles apart anyway. Like you would probably hear it in the distance, but I am very close to this one. So yeah. But I'm not do you know what I mean? I was out during last year during Ramadan and finding that and so much easier because you're not like whenever I walk by and the change of sleep patterns, see when I get up at like five forty five out here or six and I go for my walk and get a coffee, there's only like one, two coffee shops open and everything else is closed because of Ramadan and nobody's about versus I don't want to sound ridiculous, but if you come out at a different time period, like say you come out 7 a.m. on a normal Monday, he'll be in Starbucks eating fucking car kicks and all that. And you fuck me. Whereas out here, there's just nobody even eating out. But that's not the yeah, reason you went out there to take it. You know? Oh, fuck. I was thinking, thinking that's, that's, a wee, that's a wee bit of a fucking lunatic. <laughs> no, no, I, I had to come out for business anyway. Uh, so I had to pop. Uh, I, I absolutely love it, though. I made the decision the other day. I was telling you, I don't know if I told you, but I made the decision the other day, which is hilarious because I don't know if I told you I got my own house. And you're back home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. You were going to move in, but you didn't, and now you're going to spend the year traveling. Has that changed again? Yeah, pretty much. No, no, no. That's. I just want to make sure you're informed, so you can know the podcast to be on the road a lot more. No, no, no. You you informed us last. You you might be able to remember the last podcast as well because you went on the detour talking about your favorite burgers and steak. Yeah, I know. That shows you. A boy came up. The boy came up to me and goes, "That man's hungry." There, there will be a three bedroom for rent in Narina, detached, fresh, yeah. Like and uh, share and f- share into your stories and win the competition of a three bedroom gaff for one month free rent. I'm, I'm putting a new bathroom in it. Uh, the minute the new bathroom's in, I'll not have the keys for more than 24 hours. That's a fact. Uh, it's fucking uh, the housing crisis in there. It's um, fucking it, joke, eh? Well, the thing is, it's one of them things where like, you have to look at it. Like, see, after, see, whenever it's a decent size house it's different yeah. from the ones i buy like the one i put up in the video bargain see when you're buying something that's under 100 and 110 100, 110 grand yeah that's one that like the market isn't gonna be too big and you're looking to make up a profit see when you buy something around the 200 grand marks like up around where i did yeah it doesn't matter what you rent that fuck out, you're gonna break even like you're not actually making money because i seen somebody put up the other day uh, there's a house in there it was a four bedroom right and somebody put it up and it was 1100 pound a month rent and there's all these comments on jesus and i i, I crunched the number your mortgage would be about a thousand pound of one one oh five over that same house. Yeah. So I was like, that person's probably I guess they're getting the mortgage paid off. But I was like, that person isn't fleecing people. That person's actually probably breaking even whereas in the smaller houses you are like I think I'm probably gonna have to rent my three bedroom for about nine hundred nine two five to break even. That's not even make much money. Yeah, because a, a two bedroom in Belfast enough. is like maybe about eight. Property. No. About eight hundred to a two bedroom in Belfast mm. in the minute. 
Um, but yeah, like no, Tony, Tony is in Dubai, living life, and I am just back and back. Six, six, six days. Wayne, are you travel Yeah. You you haven't uh, did you go over what the podcast is supposed to be about? No, I haven't went over yet. No, no, I'm just I'm, I'm getting into it because I'm telling you, I was on, I was on tour for six days. Lot a lot of podcast listeners at these gigs, which is mad. And, and you know what? The most of them were in Donegal and Downings. A couple of boys showed the podcast. A couple of boys got chatting to a guy, and he was like, "Here, he goes. I got a great topic. He goes, this is something that a lot of young people are struggling with at the minute.' And he goes, it's dealing with pressure and stress.'" And I was like, right. And he goes, how do you deal with it? And I was like, fuck, lad, I'm about to start DJing here. And he goes, he goes, but there has to be a better option than turning to the drink. And I was like, right, me and Tony will go over this. Because neither of the two of us would, have, well, I've never been a turn to the drink under pressure, even though I would drink a lot more than Tony drinks. But I've never been that person. But I did think it was a good topic for, and a, you know, fair play to the fella for coming up to us. Um, it was in Newry on Monday night, a load of boys coming up as well. Uh, Secrets Sunday Load of people Oma Not so many But It was weird That Donegal Was the, the The bulk of the people Coming up going Love the podcast So It just shows you And we're in the charts Again Two of them Two episodes at the same time In the charts Which is the first time We've ever did that um, But yeah So dealing with pressures Yeah People have been Writing to me Saying Joe It's been so good And the first thing I hear back is go don't tell me. Tell other people uh, no, so I, they can they, they can get more from it. So share your stories. You know, get the word out there. But yeah, dealing with stress, dealing with pressure. I honestly see. I'm probably one of the worst people for this because I I understand that there's a lot more stress in people now. But I also think this is a very bad ball where you start to fall in this victim mentality. Like my yeah. stresses are worse than other people's. And Joe, I don't have my life together. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. I'm not married. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I have the pressure. There's other people are doing better than me. This is all internal, and I do believe, yeah. like, when you look at the stresses of that versus actual, like, if somebody in your family, like, first thing, first thing I'll always do is go, what if your mom can't answer? What if a relative gets really ill? What if you get sick? None of that matters anymore. So your stress is completely, well, you will always have stress. I see the idea of being stress-free is a complete calm. Yeah. Like you're all going to have it, whether it's your stress with your dinner, your stress with the next date, your child, your next job. Society is built to, to make you want more and move forward in stress. So the thing is, you need to cope with stress management techniques. Yeah. Like at night, do you switch off? Like, for example, for me, you were talking about doing podcasts, not again. It's, it's 8 15 when you know. Like, I, I never work later than nine. Like, no matter what, I have an hour by myself. I watch a bit of Netflix or I chill out or phones away i eat my last meal i relax take an hour and a half an hour 20 to myself uh, and try and unwind and, and relieve any stress whereas say you're just running from one thing to the next and people go oh, i don't have time for all that you do the problem is people lose their time with scrolling and wasting it they're not time efficient they're not energy management yeah. and the key is see when, you're, see when you're not managing your energy you get stressed over little things far more Would you ever notice like you snap at a friend or you snap at a family member or you can't handle any sort of stress. It's yeah. because you're letting stress in every area. You build up your dad, your training, your pressure in work, your pressure in your relationship, your yeah. pressure in family, and you're not allowing yourself to deflate and relax. Hunger like, stress. So you're not, what? Hunger's a form of stress. It all is. Everything is. So what stress really is, is it's called your allostatic load for anybody that doesn't yeah. know. So allostatic load is your total stress load. Now, 
for example, if you're getting a divorce, that takes up all your allostatic load. That is so high stress that it causes everything else to crack. Same as if you're like bodybuilding that and you you have no additional stress resources to use for anything else. Whereas if you have a normal, not normal, like, but if you aren't hardcore person, but you've got a busy job, busy girlfriend, you have a other hobbies, interests, social life, and you start to feel burnout, it's because not one area is burning you out, but they're all totting up. You only have so many hours in the day. You have only so much stress load you can handle. Yeah. And that's when you realize that you're just running on fumes. And that's why it's really important that you actually hunker down and get your thought processing right with this. And you, as you said, Mickey, there with the allostatic load, it's it's getting your total stress load in check because before you know it, you can let things just run off and then it shoots you in the foot. So it's very important that you you don't try and remove stress. You try and manage it. That's the key. Yeah, it's another. The I think one of the first steps is to look at it and go: Is it a real stress, or is it something that you've like you, you're you're overthinking it and you're putting pressure on yourself and you're creating a stressy environment? Like, like as you said, I'm not married by this age. I have no kids by this age. I have no girlfriend this age. I don't own a house. I don't own a car. Is it a real stress, or is it a societal thing that people are putting pressure on you? Because sometimes, you no. Know, as we we talked about, it. yeah, yeah, the pressure is coming on yourself, and you can you can look at stuff and go, um, you can just look at stuff and go that like it's not a real stress because it's just because people say it doesn't mean it's true. Like as we always say in this podcast, nobody's got all their shit together. People are winging it. The some of the some of the most successful people you know, and some of the most successful people that you look up to are winging it and have failures failures are okay we've talked about this so many times not a, nobody's got their shit together anybody who claims to have 100% got their shit together are, are a one of one they're an anomaly so you have to ask yourself first is this a real stress or is this a stress that you're putting yourself under and 9 times out of 10 unless you're in a hyper environment the stresses aren't really that real same as a lot of time your worries worries are things that you create in your own brain no, so people do have real worries, but a lot of time when you, they, you know, break the worry down and you look at it from, say, if you go to therapy or something and, and the professional breaks it down with you, you look at it and go, what the fuck was I even fretting about? Like, that's nothing. In the grand scheme of things, you know, as Tony says, it could be someone in your, your life dying. That's a real worry. That's real stress. But you fucking missing a training session or you going over your calories or you getting knocked back by a girl you fancy that's not a real stress that's just fucking yeah, part really of life good example yeah you feel like a your geez a really good example everybody will understand is you feel like your first love whenever you're 15 16 or the first person you fancy yeah. and they break your heart that feels like the biggest thing in your life and then your gcse's feel massive and then your a levels feel massive and your university degree all feels massive and when you look back, you look back at it, and yes, they do shape you, but at the same time, you're like, it doesn't really matter. There's very little that, without sounding cheeky, there's very little in life that within like six months after it happens really massively matters, unless it's like family death or it's something that's like life-changing, like yeah. to a massive extent, because in six months, usually you recover from most things. Like people get divorces, they break up, and within two, three years, within a year, if even... They're, it's it's not that it's forgotten about by any fucking means. They obviously have scars, they have issues, they have things to work through. But it, what seemed like it was going to be the end of their days isn't. It's like when people end up in issues with addiction or rehab. Yes, they shape you and change you, but it's one of these things where, as we were saying, 
the stress is a lot of them like you're saying the internal pressures yeah that is pressure that you are actually putting on yourself so you might feel like society is putting that shoe in your neck but in reality it's actually you holding because yeah, you're letting it you're, oh, you're letting it get to you yeah you're it and you're not really resensitizing yourself and going right will this matter in two years and the thing is probably not it's like you always hear this debate like will i go travel but have a good job here but i'm settled in two years like in, if you did go travel you did it doesn't it, it's not a big of a deal so it's one of the things where people overhype the situation and they stress and they worry and worry and stress and it's like sitting in a rocking chair yeah and you're upon it you're using up a load of energy and move back and forwards but you ain't going anywhere you're just wasting energy and that for me is like one of the biggest things that's not just a turn off but even just a mental capacity driver for whoever you're going to be successful or enjoy your life is if you're letting stress rule you rather than you rule stress and something that's really simple is people don't plan anything to do with their days the day runs them they don't run the day and on top of that you're not planning time block slots you're also not planning and the most important thing for your stress something during the week that you Enjoyable. look forward to that yep. stresses you like every sunday i spend it with my family every single sunday or every weekend i plan like i'm out here i'll meet conliff we'll go for a shisha or whatever and we'll relax and we'll unwind and it'll just be cracked no phone use and i really look forward to that and then it de-stresses me because i've programmed it in versus people go ah well i'll take sunday off and then they spend the whole day consuming social media that yeah. fries their head and then go why do i feel like i'm just constantly up the whack here like why am i not relaxed because you're letting somebody else drive the fucking car all the time and yeah. people aren't taking control and taking responsibility for their own stress because you can literally it's like you're it's like i put up a video before i don't know if you've seen it it was like a if you hold a dumbbell for five it's five kilos and you yeah. hold it for a minute it's not that heavy if you hold it for an hour it's really heavy if you hold it for a week your arm feels like it's going to fall off and you're going to burn out and hurt yourself it's the exact same with your worries and your stress is you just have to ask yourself can i change this the answer is yes go implement changes to get done action steps three boom 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 if the answer is no you need to put down the weight you're yeah. literally just fucking hurting yourself for no reason it's so stupid now i am guilty of this so are you mickey yeah you, 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 there's a thing with time and age and the more successful you become as well it, you start to learn that there's bigger issues at hand like there's like see to me you see like small things where like it, i'm not worried about them anymore you need to try and put everything into perspective like it, like how could this be worse like oh do you know what? i go out here and something bad happens right well fuck me i could not be in the bag i could be at home what's a real stress right real stress is i get sick i get run down do you know something happens somebody and then it, it, it's flicking your attitude with gratitude and that is the most important thing you'll always hear me say it. flick your attitude with gratitude and be grateful for the position you're in be grateful you can even worry about that yeah. and immediately it starts to relax you and if you can't relax there's something off there and it, it's it's not just you it's it's your thought process and this is like neuroplasticity this takes time you're not just going to stop worrying and stop putting yourself under pressure yeah but every time that happens you you t tell yourself five six ten things you're grateful for ten reasons that you're happy that you have this stress that you don't want something worse ten reasons that this could be worse and the more you do that the more you rebuild your thought processes and that's why Whenever anything bad happens to me, I always say, what what could be worse? Uh, what am I grateful for here? And then I literally just flip around. I'm never in bad form now because of it. Like, it's so strange. It's yeah. like, for example, like, first world problem. I couldn't get the protein right over here with the oats. And that's the only thing I look forward to during the day, right? And I came in at night and I made it. And it was lumpy and I was pissed off. And I was fucking cracking up. And I was making, and I just go to myself, like, 
I could not have the oats. I could be dead in harder here. Yeah. I, the way I'm bad and complaining about the dark chocolate, it's nice peanut butter. And then I immediately was like, how could this be worse? And I was like, I could be on lower calories. I was like, oh my God, that'd be terrible. I was like, I could not get any chocolate. I was like, oh my God. And then immediately I was like, oh, I'm grateful for this. And then that was it. But the first time you do that might take you ages. You might even have to try and bluff yourself. But the more you do it, the more it builds that repetition, builds that thought process. And there's studies, like I was quoting this in Caroline's podcast in uh, the one I done in uh, Victoria Square the other day. Mo Gatta, uh, has research on this that it's nine positive, uh, no, affirmations, nine positive reasons for the one negative. That is how you rewire your brain. So you need nine studies show that that's a human behavior scientist, one of the best on fucking like contentment and happiness. So, but he says it's not one time. You have to continually do that for months and then it changes your perception it changes your mood your energy and if you aren't focusing on change and you think fuck that's a lot of hassle the one person and the one relationship you spend the most time with is your own mind and if you're not shaping that into the position it wants to be that is your own damn fault because you're living in your own fucking prison then boom big that's big big then, big drop of knowledge there it is true <laughs> it is it is it's it's definitely true um stress is definitely one of those things where if you don't if you don't acknowledge it it can consume you but also you know as tony said we're all we're all probably guilty of burying our head in the sand at certain points in our life and not addressing certain certain red flags and that's probably no, anybody that's probably listening to a podcast like this or listening to a sort of any sort of development podcast, they can they're probably more or less not gonna bury their head in the sand much longer if they are already. So you have to you know, the for, first step is always like is addressing stuff. And once you address it, it's in my opinion, it, it'll feel like it's halved already. Once you start addressing it, doesn't mean it's gonna solve if it's a real stress issue, if it's a real problem, it's not gonna solve it straight away. But once you address it, it'll definitely feel lighter. It'll be lighter on your shoulders. Um, the, what the guy said to me was like, just take different tactics that I would have used or Tony would use. I always think of things very logically and take it like as if I'm standing here, but I take a step two meters back and watch myself from afar and watch how, like, like I said a few weeks ago, it felt like I was drowning a couple of weeks ago. I knew exactly because I stepped back and looked and I'm like, you're taking on too much. You're doing too much. And any downtime you have, you're filling it too much. So you're nearly almost over downtiming where you need to actually, I need to actually like program time to just literally do nothing instead of filling it full with social, social things that were the knock on effect. Then I was tired going into the next day's work or the next, next thing of work. So that's that's one of the tactics I do is I kind of like step like wherever I'm standing I can I I you know in my head take a step a couple of meters back and watch what I've you know look at what I've done in the last few days and go right I'm clearly not working smart I'm working hard I'm not working smart how can I work smarter did I really need to go and do that meeting in person could I have done it over the phone could I have done it over Zoom did I really need to do that um, extra gym session should have listened and just took a rest day. You know, the knock-on effects, should I, do, should I have stayed up and scrolled on my phone to midnight rather than go to bed at 10 when I actually went to bed? You know, if you kind of look at all these different scenarios, but look at it objectively, and sort of do a, like a self-audit on yourself and go, right, if I, you know, I'm tired all the time, 
So what do you need? If you're tired, you need rest. You need to recover. So what are you doing? Look at what you're doing in the morning. Look at the time you're getting up. Look at the time you're going to bed. Are you watching that extra couple of episodes of Netflix? There's nothing wrong with that. But try to get it in earlier in the day. Are you scrolling when you go to bed? Are you waking up during the night? No. Do you have a good sleep routine? Is your quality of sleep any good? You know, there's different ways, but you just... It, it sounds like like douchey and, and lame, but if you have issues and you have problems that you want to... You have to kind of look at them in a very surgical manner. Cut them apart. Look at it. Because most of the time, like... like we're going to say this loads in this podcast their problems aren't probably going to be that bad but if you don't know what they are they they seem like they're the end of the world but once you like break them down you'll be like oh fuck that's the reason i'm always tired because even though you go to somebody i'm going to bed at 10 o'clock every night you're scrolling for 45 minutes an hour if if not longer like i've caught myself a couple times going to bed early get an early night and then two hours later i'm fucking halfway through someone's live on tiktok i don't even know who he is and like that's that's them maps are there to suck you in and I, i've been sucked in so many times lately on them but that could be the problem you know you could you're you may you might realize i think i think you're bang on the money i think it's the people aren't looking after their minds you can't expect yeah. yourself not stressed if you're not whenever you're doing fuck all de-stress like what is the main things that are going to trigger stress like consuming loads of social media like really good example is like you're maybe not in the best of shape and then you click on my page and you're like holy fuck this boy shred the bits yeah he looks like he's like but then my life's been in tatters for ages but you're not seeing that you're just seeing the the highlight of shred you're not seeing that i'm fucking starving i'm I'm dad i'm doing cardio and steps all fucking day but you're seeing me in dubai pumped off the nugget fucking looking massive so you're like oh he lives the life fuck me why am i not like him blah blah and it's completely one-sided but then you're allowing that in it's literally like opening up the door and you're allowing that in at night i do not understand how people bring the phone into the bed like i just or sooner i have a rule of thumb right my phone charges on a wee desk beside my bed with my apple watch right and i put on the alarm put it there and i don't turn on my i, I like don't get me wrong i turn off my alarm i don't use it in the bedroom at all it's it just alarm on put plugged in that's it other side of the room so i have to get up and I do not have it within reach of being in the bed. I think that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard is whenever I used to do this, I used to charge it beside my bed and then I would wake up in the morning and before you know it, 20 minutes has gone by because I just scrolled lying in bed like a useless cunt. And yeah. then you, you you think, oh, well, like, oh, there's no time in the day. You wasted 20 minutes, 30 minutes last night scrolling shite, 30 minutes in the morning. Nothing's changed anyway because nobody's posting that fucking time. Scrolling the same fucking shit. I've done it. You've done it. And oh. anything that's still is literally just fighting a battle one arm behind your back. You're consuming last thing in the night, shit. You're consuming first thing in the morning, shit. And then you wonder, why is my life not going in the order? Why am I stressed? Am I not? Why is there pressure on me? When yeah. these systems are built to literally do that. So you're, you're, you just, you, it's really a case of with the stress. I didn't think we go around this route. It's really as annoying as it is. I'm not trying to add stress the individual. It's actually just taking responsibility. Fourth, yeah, that is the main thing. Like taking responsibility that you're actually allowing the stress, and it's not on society, it's not on Instagram. You're the one that's letting it happen. You're not the one that's dealing with. You're not the one that's going to therapy. You're not the one that's journaling. You're not the one that's stopping scrolling. Write out all the things that stress you out, and then go right. How do I even improve these? Could I chat to somebody? Could I even just like one thing that really de-stresses me is every night before I wind down, I always have like a small cup of tea or something with my mom. Do you know just for like fifteen minutes and we just chat? 
Yeah. And sometimes the conversation being straight is is like she'll end up on her phone or do you know, I'll relax and just watch a bit of tally for twenty minutes. And then sometimes it's very deep and sometimes it's about her day and my day. But I always notice I feel better after it, even if it's not about me. I've connected with an individual and a lot of society and stress is because people aren't taking downtime. They're not connecting with each other. You, like I was in a coffee shop earlier and I was just doing a wee bit of work, having a wee decaf and six people all sitting around coffee coffee table, all on their phones, just scrolling. I don't think there's a word said in about 40 minutes. And I was like, you will not feel connected to anyone. And when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I don't believe that's a really good example, but like belonging to people, connecting with people, is key for like how we feel as an individual. Now, I'm not saying you have yeah. to be an expert and communicate everyone, but being close to the people that matter to you will make you feel better. It was whenever I felt like shit at the, at the end of the year there, the one thing that made me feel best was spending time with the people that I really care about because they're all that matters. And yeah. even if you feel like it's just time, time spent with the people that really matter is going to de-stress you and give you the most quality of your life. You're not going to look back and go, I'm glad I scrolled back on Instagram and cut all the news feed. You're gonna look back and go, I wasted so much of my life scrolling shit. And then you're gonna blame yourself and you're gonna think, holy fuck my life. And that generation is gonna be there. Like it's getting worse generated. It's just so transparent now. Yeah, well that's the other thing that we talked about earlier is about keeping your circle nice and small. There is certain people in your environment just bring stress. They're just stressy people. Everybody has that friend you go out with at night and they're an absolute lunatic and you're waiting for something to kick off. And you mightn't realise, but that's putting pressure on you, and that's that's probably not allowing you to unwind as much as possible because you're worrying about your friend that maybe that's getting drunk all the time, or the person that's just a complete liability. That like there's there's people in your life that can cause you stress. Sometimes that can be another half. Like everybody knows about toxic relationships. Toxic relationships brings unnecessary stress onto people. Like everybody also knows people that are in relationships that should not be in that relationship because they bring the worst out in each other. And the other thing is too is when you're if you're a person that you think you might be you may be in that sort of relationship, you know, identify that and go, you know what, this actually isn't that good for my mental health. You no, know, if you're if you're going home to your safe place, to your happy place, you know, your house, your home should be your safe place. It's where you felt your safety as a child. It's where you, you know, if you're still living at home with your parents, it's where you should be feeling safety. If you, when you move out and move in with your other half, that's your new safe place. If you're coming home and nothing but negative vibes, fighting all the time, arguing all the time, that will really, really start to you know, pull you down. Doesn't matter who it is, that'll pull you down. So, you know, we're not, you know, you have to. No, if you don't worry about yourself, you can't expect other people to worry about you. You know, a few. It's society's doing this to me, Joe. Yeah, it's university. It's it's it, everybody's generation gets as hard as the next. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what. They, well, they, I like uh, your your parents had their worries, and th- their parents had their worries, and the parents before that had fucking probably some of them would end up in the war. You know, there's different worries. If your worry is you're not getting enough likes on Instagram. That's not a fucking worry. Who cares? Like that's that's one of the things I said to the guy the other night. As like I stopped being a stressful when I cared less what other people think of anything I do. And that is and I mean that like wholeheartedly. Once you have that freedom of not caring if somebody thinks you're dressed right, if you look right, if you're singing right, if you're DJing right, when you lose that care, 
that other people's opinions matter because you need validation there's a there's so much freedom that you will experience in your life that i can't even describe you know how much how free you will feel and how you know how how much it will ch- it literally will change your life because like it like it or not like life for a lot of people is a popularity contest you want more friends you want the better friends you want more likes you want to be you know you want to just you just want to be more popular but once you get past that or you realize that it doesn't in the long term or in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really matter the freedom that you find is is it's it's unrivaled and if that's a lot of young people now and especially students get their stresses because of stuff online and like we're all on social media we, and I like I love social media for certain things but I know where social media has a place in my life and I know it's not that I know the pitfalls of it I just I don't put any value whatsoever into it or anything that it gives it's just a place that I will post stuff from time to time and normally it's like just fucking videos and shit but I don't need validation for someone to go oh that's great or someone to go that's shit because for every person that says it's shit you have 40 people that says good or vice versa but that doesn't mean that's gospel because it's always as Tony says opinions are like assholes everybody's got them you know and if it's, if it's someone's opinions bringing you down you just have to remember that that's that singular person or that's that group of people if their if their opinions bring you down it says more probably about them than it does about you no, that's the that's the thing we were talking about, like triggers that make you angry. If you find that social media makes you angry, or if you're looking at Tony rip the shit in the next few weeks, and you're going fuck, he annoys me because he's in such good shape and I'm not in good shape. That's a you problem. That's not a Tony problem. That's something you need to identify, and you need to go fuck. Why why am I why is that annoying me? If anything, that should inspire you. you no, know, there is there like there's certain. Like I, there's certain like DJs that would like hit my guts. Like they fucking hit my guts for no reason at all. But the, I know, but I know the reason. The reason because they look at what I do and they want to do it, but they're not willing to put in the work. Whereas I look at people that's ahead of me, and I'm like, I want that. Fuck. And I go on and I look at their stuff and I go, that's deadly. That's fucking class. And then I will write underneath the thing. I go, that is that's unreal. Fair play to you, boy. But then I'm going, that's my fuel. That's what I want. That's what I go on. If you find things like that is hurting you, you might need to take yourself off social media or you might need to realize that why is that triggering you? It's probably triggering you because you know that you're not putting in the effort like they are. Like everybody likes the, this whole thing going, oh, he's an overnight success. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Tony didn't get ripped to shreds no. overnight. Tony didn't know. The reason Tony can get ripped to shreds like he is now and be the size he is now ripped is because the man fucking put himself almost diabetic for two year bulk or three year bulk well if we mini cuts in between that was the hard work like even though what he's doing now is super hard but this is this is the end of a long long journey you will never you will never see the 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 work put in it's just the the end result like people didn't see elon musk grinding away and fucking shitty laptops bilgy but you see the the end product and then that's the thing it's the same with everyone you know it's all oh, well, that person had you know a rich family or that person had the right people around them or that people had a supportive family that people had, 
90 percent of people didn't have them sort of things until like uh, yeah a really good example is don't get me wrong my family was supportive for the first eight weeks i died when i was 18 yeah and then they go so well, guess we're not helping you prep meals for life so it was like see you later after three years then and making it my career and going in the fire service and taking it serious then my one started to help again like i remember going to the fire service my dad would be like oh i made you two dinners for the next night because i know you're flat out yeah and he started supporting me because i showed that i was committed to it right, it's not a fad it's real yeah that's the reason why people turn around and be like oh like my wife doesn't support me because you quit a dad every fucking eight weeks yeah you, 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 like if, if see i remember my ones see when i say now oh i'm gonna go traveling or i'm gonna go to this they're like right that is happening because he's a man of his word yeah. versus when you're not everything doesn't get supported whereas when i turn around i say to them like right so i know I was like, right, we're going to go away probably first week in July here, maybe the end, couple of days in June. They know I'm not fucking about. I'm like, I'm going to give you dates. I'm going to get you booked. And they're like, right, that's their own words. If you say that once and then you don't do it, and then you yeah. build hope someone repeats. It's like it's like trying to take somebody on a date and asking them two, three, four, five times. Like, if you're going to ask somebody on a date, just fucking ask them, go for it. That, like, flakiness and, oh, it's just, but I I, as, a, as a person, it's just very, very key. Uh, I don't know where that's coming from. And that can, yeah. that can go into your daily life, too. You know, you can be flaky on yourself. You know, you know the whole, like, oh, diet starts on Monday. I'm starting my diet on Monday, and then when Monday comes, you're like, no, I'll start it on Tuesday. And then you're like, fuck, sure, you can't start it on Tuesday. I'll start it next Monday. That's, you know, that's bullshit. Yeah. Fucking hold yourself like, accountable. Me, yeah, No, you're right. They were sending me, like, I don't know how you do that with a dad at the moment out there and how you're walking by this or my dad's like my, my one's been getting like my dad gets like take away five minutes weekend. my one's be like I don't know how you do that I'm like because it's not an option it's not like it's not like a choice it's 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 just it happens it's like um, do I want to get up for steps more at probably 5.45 and 6 and go for an hour walk and get a coffee and then do a little work and then do more steps and do cardio then do more work go to the gym no, but what am I going to be grateful for come to a clock and I've all that done and I'm not chasing my tail, not behind the day. Great. And it's non-negotiable then. You 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 build these tasks and you build that. And that sounds terrible to most people, but I want to get up and have a coffee anyway, so I might as well treat. And I always find, see when you work hard for something, you appreciate it more. And see when you build your discipline, that builds your confidence. You build your confidence by having an undeniable amount of self-proof of who you say you are, who you say you are. Alex Ramosi says that. And I say I'm a disciplined individual. I work hard and I get what I deserve. And everything outlines in my life to that. And then I proved to myself, right, well, if I want to take my family around a holiday, I fucking worked hard enough. I'll fucking do it. Uh, and it's one of the things where then I really enjoy that. Whereas see if I was just willy-nilly flaking about having a takeaway every week. Like, whereas see how much I'm going to enjoy. Like, do you know what I'm loving? The fact that I wasn't really appreciating food at all before I started that see the appreciation i have for the way even things smell now i can't wait to stop that and just to enjoy a bit more i even enjoy my veg the way i cook it now and the thing is it's all about having that gratitude that right mindset of like where's the positive from this rather than i'm starving i need i can't have chocolate i can't have this like, how good is that going to be now because i couldn't have it for a while it's like if you couldn't drive for a month how good would it be not to take the bus and then drive after a month you'd be like oh this is a gift yeah do you know what i mean it's that's the same as stoicism like you, know, you remove something for a temporary time period so you become grateful for it again if you love yeah. chocolate and you remove it for a month you will love it even more when it comes back and you'll be more grateful for it it's the same reason i take away caffeine when i'm bulking because i don't really need it too much i'm ungrateful for it and then when i die i'm like thank fuck yeah. the lord yeah it's like that it's like fasting in a way fasting is a good discipline for your mindset 
Yeah, I, yeah. I fast for four or five hours every morning. When you know, I'm like fasting is—it's like I know that like, even away from the whole fucking the argument, fat loss, mm-hmm. whatever. It's a—it's a nice discipline. It's a nice discipline to be able to go. You know what? It's the same. I was just thinking when you were saying that. It's like loads and loads of really successful people, like Elon Musk and all, like they've went bankrupt and they've had massive failures. But once you walk the walk and you get yourself to the big game, like you get yourself shredded, you make a million. You'll always remember that path because oh, you, you earned it. Yeah, so that's why a lot of them people always get back. They always like anybody with a massive failure gets back. They get back because they've they've done the hard yards. They know the route. They know this what it takes, and they put in the effort and they get back to where they were, exactly where they were again, because they know because they put in the effort. Like it's like it's like once somebody gets into real insane shape once in their life. They can normally call upon that and do it again and do it again and do it again because they know the journey. That's the that's the thing. I recorded a video for my train by Tony up today on my uh, my mentorship group, and I I don't get me wrong. I was putting up being like, "Oh, Joe, I've got a lovely view for steps here," but I would never imagine myself here. But what started everything for me was getting abs and proving to myself I could do. What I said I could. I got abs. I worked hard for a full year. It took me ages to get them out of fucking just ch- chicken and goujon, beans and potato myself and broccoli <laughs> myself into shit. That's literally what I had every night for dinner. My mom cooked it for me. Mashed potato, beans, goujons and broccoli. And I had that every night for a year. Like bread and goujons? Yeah, yeah. Don't ask. I don't know what. I, I mean, I was 15. There was no knowledge on fitness. Uh, and I just done that. I done 40, 30 to 45 minutes of abs every single night. Absolutely crucified myself in the garage for the work. You'd have been uh, sore. Mom, we like, what? You'd have been like, you'd have, you'd have been, you'd have got a tight to stand upright. Like, you'd have been sore. I just would have been doing crunches all day and all night, scissor kicks, anything. That's that like prison. That's like prison training. <laughs> My mum used to come in to pick out fucking, like, she'd be like, oh, I'm just in to get like the lasagna to cook. And I'd be sitting doing crunches in the garage, I'd ice cold, sitting there just doing them for ages. Uh, until the time I like pure fucking ludicrous like my own's be like what the fuck and I was chubby at the time but just took this notion but see whenever you get that first initial result with anything yeah. in life whether you work on your body or you usually for a lot of people it's the body yeah then you go well if I can do that with this then I lent in with my degree in final year then I lent in with a fire service then I lent in with business with coaching then I lent in with a mentorship then I lent in with property and it's not a case of can I do this? It's just if I keep going at it, for it's transferable long, skills. It is. That's it. Transfer. It's a transferable discipline. That's yeah. the thing. And the faith in yourself. It's the. It's the faith that you know that you can do it. Most people don't have that because they've never had something that they've been able to carry through. But that's why whenever we do momentum planners with the mentorship, the first thing we always do is what has been your biggest win over the last yeah. 12, 18 because it reframes like that was massive. Dude, like one of my biggest wins ever was getting a six pack when I was younger. Now so vain so shallow but it's not to do with the abs it's to do with the fact i never thought i could get it and i got it yeah. so i worked hard enough uh, yeah it doesn't matter what your fuel is you know your fuel yeah. your fuel can be coming from the darkest part or can come from the, the brightest moments whatever your fuel is is your fuel but just you what, just uh, don't be I'm afraid to use it what 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 time are we at Mickey? we are 45 minutes and that's exactly how long i give you because you need to be in your that bed is- Loads. I am going to post on Instagram and then get the fuck in the bed here. Poor wee lad. So, guys, keep like. please keep like, sharing, share it in your stories, share it to your friends. If you have a cousin or someone that wants to hear it, 
get it on because we want to go we want to break the top 100 in the charts again want to continue to keep breaking it and yeah well cheers for everything and we'll see you again next time give us topics messages for topics yes messages for topics have a good one